0: and appreciate it i enjoy my time in church and uh, hopefully everyone had a good day today things went well for you Um, had a nice good sunday dinner of some kind Uh, so thankful for that all right open your bibles to first corinthians and I may have just tore this thing up that Rex fixed. I don't know. I hope I didn't, but I might have. If I did, Rex, I'll let you fix it again. Well, we'll have to fight with it. First Corinthians chapter 15, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9, and I'm breaking in the middle of the subject here, but I just want to kind of give you a thought this evening Hopefully something to help you and encourage you a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but um, It's wonderful to be saved. Uh, I don't know, uh, as I've said many times, better words that could ever be said than to be able to say that I'm saved, I'm forgiven, I'm born again. It's the greatest words that will ever roll off your tongue. And I appreciate the Lord uh, to you for that. So Second or 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, chapter 15. First, there's not 15 in second, but anyway, First Corinthians chapter 15. Everybody there? Amen. All right. Uh, I said nine, but I'm going to read verse eight. Um, and last of all, he was seen of me also as one of, born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so we believe. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this time together and for this day that you blessed us with. Lord, there'll never be another day again like this day. And God, I thank you that, Lord, you are everlasting. You never grow old. God, that you never grow boring. Lord, I know that if people in church sometimes uh, says they're bored or something, God, all we've got to do is start living our life for you, and I promise you the boring side of life will stop in a hurry. God, I pray this evening that you give me the words needed for this time. Help me to be an encouragement. Holy Spirit, please speak through me. Use me as you see fit. Lord, we thank you for your word, for everything we know about you and about us is written in it. And God, I pray that you answer me myself. Forgive me of any sins that could hinder this message. And please, Holy Spirit, use me as you see fit. I need you tonight, Lord, I need you. In Lord Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, as I said, I'm kind of breaking in the middle of, of his subject here of Paul's writing here to the Corinthian church. And uh, he's speaking as far as Christ being preached and 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 the and the things along that line, he and he goes through uh, proving that he was alive. He was talking about how many people that seen him after he was risen from the dead, and all the people that witnessed that. And he gives a little bit of a personal testimony, uh, kind of in the middle of this. And he goes on to tell us about how that, along with Christ, is preached and and the things about that, and how he should be preached about the resurrection. But here in the middle, he kind of gives us a little something to think about, and I want to help you this evening with God's help, uh, something I think we all struggle with. Uh, I don't know about you, you but myself, uh, my past may not be yours, yours may not be mine, uh, yours may not be as severe as mine, and vice versa, but if you live life any time at all, all of us have a past. Uh, All of us have not usually something, but some things that we regret and haunt us. All of us have struggles that we deal with. All of us have uh, issues. And the one person that sees to it that we never get to uh, forget these things is Satan himself. He always likes to to bring those things back up to us to uh, remind us of all the the hurt that we've caused and how we've hurt God and how uh, he's mad at us and how he's still judging us and how we're still paying the price for our sins and on and on and on and on it goes. And there's no end to it. And let me say uh, very real briefly here, this is certainly not the message this evening. Uh, Yes, uh, there are things in our life that we do reap what we suffer oftentimes because of our past, because of what we did. And kind of in line with this morning's message a little bit, uh, a lot of our suffering that we go through is not by the will of God. It's by our will. Uh, And there's times even today, you could be doing something for God or think you are, but if you're not in the will of God, you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it out of pride, out of duty, out of whatever. And you're not doing it for God's honor because if God's not in it, it's not of God. Even if it lines up with the Bible, you may be doing right, and God may bless the effort sometimes, but you're not in the will of God if you're not doing it by his leadership. Wow. There's times I've wanted to do things for God. I said, but God, I know this is what this is right, man. This has got to be of you. And God was telling me, no, no, no. Uh, give me a quick example of the Apostle Paul. Uh, he wanted to stay in Jerusalem after he was born again and say, but Lord, they will believe and repent because of my testimony, because of my past, they'll see the change. God said, no, that's not my will for you, leave. As we know, Paul came back. He did preach at Jerusalem. Guess what happened when he told him his testimony? They threw him in jail. It was getting ready to kill him. So your and I idea of how to do things for God don't always line up with God. All right, that's not the message. But uh, but anyway, it goes in line. It helps. But the thing is, we all have a past. Now notice what Paul said here about his, I'm going to read these two verses again that I'm just going to kind of give you a thought and preach more of a subject message rather than expository. He says, for I am the least of the apostles, that I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. And he's saying, he said, I'm not even, I should, called an apostle now the message tonight is this don't waste the grace don't waste the grace he said, "Number one, I am least among you. You and I, all of us. The Bible tells us in Philippians two and three to esteem others better than them, than ourselves. It tells us to consider other people, consider what they might be going through, consider them, consider all these things." And he says, "And, and Paul, through the inspiration of Holy Spirit, tells us to esteem others better than ourselves. Do we do that much, or do we rare back and, and compare ourselves to other church members, other Christians, and say?" I don't do what they do. I do better than they do. Just like the public and looked at that, uh, set there to prayer and said, hey, I fast twice a week, Lord. I, I've known everything way better than everybody else here. Man, I am something. Let me go ahead and let you in on a little secret. You ain't gonna impress God. Amen. We should not try to impress him in our prayers by how beautiful our prayers can sound, how wonderful they can sound, and how, you know, use big words and quote scripture to God. God's not impressed with that. He's impressed. The only thing you're gonna get marveled at by him is a broken heart and a contrite spirit and a humble spirit bowed before him and thanking God for saving your ever dying soul and giving you grace and a second chance. Thank God. We all ought to feel like I am least among you. I look at my life and I look at things I've done not just before I got saved but after I got saved. And those haunt me more sometimes than the things that I did before I was saved. Because I expected better of myself, I think God expected better of me, and so did everyone else. So there's always somebody there to remind me of what I've done. And every now and then I've got to take him back to the Word of God and I got to let him know that yes, Satan, I might have failed here, I might have failed there, but let me tell you, I know that I'm least among those, but I am a child of God. I have inherited everything God has got for me. I am saved by his grace. I'm not going to waste his grace. I'm going to do my best today for it. I may foul up tomorrow, but tomorrow's the first day of the rest of my life and I and I'm going to do the same the next day. And I want to, hey, I might have a past. Tom Price has taught me this. I might have a past, but I refuse to live in my past. Yes, so let me ask you, when you pray for your uh, fellow church members, uh, fellow uh, brothers and sisters, are you praying in a sense that you're praying that you're better than they are and for God to lift them up and help them and bless them? Or do you pray from the, the status quo that you're better than everybody in here? Spiritually speaking. We should be the least among Paul is saying, He said, I am the least of the apostles. That I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Those things I've done sometimes, I don't feel like I should deserve to even be called a Christian. By the grace of God I am what I am. Let me say this real quickly and I'll move on. Here's a man who throughout the New Testament I don't know what it was like back then I wasn't there and neither were you. I'm very confident in saying that. (laughs) That nobody in here is ever 2,000 years old. But here was a man who from what we can tell was gathering all the attention throughout the known world at that time as the preacher. Preacher. It was uh, Peter was at first and Peter went off the scene some and Paul kind of, uh, God rose him up and made him something to somebody and how easily he could have stuck his chest out and said, I've led thousands to the Lord, i started churches, but there was always something to remind him. He said, the Lord sent or or, uh, a messenger from Satan to buffet me, to remind me of who I am and keep me humble because of the revelation. Sometimes God sends things in our life not to make you humble, but to keep you and I humble. That should be our prayer, Lord, keep me humble, not make me humble. How much do we esteem others? Don't waste the grace God has given you. Let me get into the more of the meat of the message. He says in verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Thank God I'm no longer his enemy. Number two, I'm no longer an enemy. Do you realize in Romans chapter eight, the Bible says that the enemy, uh, the the carnal mind is enemy against God for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be so then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Do you understand before you were born again, you and I are the enemies of Jesus Christ, but thank God by the grace of God, I don't want to waste the grace. I am what I am by Jesus Christ and nothing more, nothing less. I am his workmanship, the created in Christ Jesus. He's doing a work in me. He's doing a job in me and in you, and he's trying his best to bring us along as we preach this morning. Holy Spirit leading you along. God, in you, directing you as you spend time with God in prayer and in his word, molding you, shaping you, making you into the image that he sees that you can't even see. I've got Amber made me take it down, put her flower pot up on our front porch. I'm still mad. I've got a chainsaw art bear somebody made me probably, I don't know, years and years ago. And I had it setting up on it like a little the area of our front porch for, uh, I was wanting to show it off I'm proud of it no, I hope I don't do it in a prideful kind of way but I liked it yeah. and that block of wood when I see a block of wood I see two or three things I see either sometimes boards firewood or a piece of wood it's impossible to split for firewood and that's about all I see No doubt an artist, a chainsaw artist can take that block of wood and see all kinds of things in that block of wood. God sees things in your life that you yourself or no one else can see. But you must realize that you must let him hold and shape you, guide you, direct you, and lead you, and get all the best he can out of you because you've got a short time. And by the grace of God, I am what I am today and only by him. And thank God for the grace. I don't want to waste the grace God has given me and try to abuse the gift of grace. The Bible teaches against that very strongly, by the way. Yes, God will give you grace. Yes, God will have mercy. God will also judge and, and chastise. The, the, the term in Hebrews when it talks about the chastisement of the Lord it says, talks about scourging. Has anybody, If you haven't seen this, go YouTube it. Uh, you'll get a good kick out of it. Have you ever seen a, a rooster or a chick or a, or a turkey flog something or someone or flog you? That's what it's like. That's what it's referring to. Some of you has got chickens are shaking your head because you've witnessed this before. The other day, Drew and I feed some chickens and some goats for a guy that we know that goes away on vacation sometimes back to his family in Virginia. And the other day, I stepped in that chicken pen and here come that rooster, he come at me and I had a box and I took up box. The next thing I went out with a stick, I thought big boy bring her on, i am fix it. I have some chicken and dumplings. <laughs> You're gonna find out real quick who the alpha male here is in his chicken pen. I thought, I'll buy him a new rooster. I ain't taking no spurs to the legs. Most amazing thing. I know you might get tired of hear me say this. He says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. I'm amazed that you and I can be literally the enemies of God not anything to do with God, and not by force, but by love, he he convicts us of our sins and draws us to him. Then makes us one of his and completely changes our outlook in life in an instant. I had a friend of mine who was fascinated with the mafia years ago. He studied them. He said he was amazed at sometimes how they got people to do certain things but it was all by force. God does it by love. Right. Leadership. You realize the Bible teaches us that His love is what convicted us. It, it was the, the 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 law was given. We read the law. The law was handed down, and we must follow the law. And the law is what it, it decides us as guilty. And God shows us we're guilty as a sinner before Him and outside of His leadership, outside of His love, outside of His ark of safety, if you will. I'm not a family member of God. I'm not adopted into the heavenly realm, and suddenly convicted. Conviction comes in my life and it's his love that he sheds upon us and shows us and by that conviction is sin and we're born again and I'm no longer the enemy of God. Grace wasn't wasted. I don't want to waste grace. I don't want God to waste his grace on me. I want to do something for him. I want to please him. I want to honor him. I want to do what he asked me to do. Now let's take Paul here real quick and I'll get to the last point. Here's a man that said, I'm the least of the apostles. They am not me to be called an apostle. In another place, he basically comes out and says, I shouldn't even be saved. He said, I don't even deserve to be saved. He said, because of what I've done, I persecuted the church. Yeah. Now, he Done his best, as you know, to destroy the church. He killed people or had them killed if he didn't personally. He stood and watched. He gave his voice for them to be stoned to death. So by association, he's guilty. Um, and he did everything he could do to try to destroy the church, and yet God saved him. He was the champion of the Pharisees. He was their hero. And let me ask you something. What have you done to hurt the church? When's the last time that you've gossiped about someone in your church? That you've gossiped about this pastor? Got mad at this pastor, at that deacon, at the Sunday school teacher, whoever it may be. How long has it been since you've hurt this church in these ways? Some of you are looking at me with a strange look right now. You say, well, I'm not trying to kill anybody. You just did that right there. Right. Yeah, you did. How long has it been since you persecuted the church? Paul said it's by the grace of God I am what I am. Without His grace, I'm nothing. That's right. I'm nothing. It's only by Him. He took somebody who was out doing wrong doing things I shouldn't have been doing, saying things I shouldn't have been saying, going places I had no business going and made me around and made me a complete new creature. Thank God I'm no longer his enemy, but I'm his family member. I'm one of his. Only God can do that. And Paul is saying, i had done all that I could done to hurt God, yet he loved me enough. He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. He said, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So number one, I am least among you. Number two, I'm no longer an enemy. Number three, and I kind of preached this, but this is our main point. I am no longer in the past. You realize that everybody in here whether you want to admit it or not, we have a past. Yeah. Right. Paul was just reflecting on his here just a little bit. He said, because of my past, I have a thorn in the side. Now everybody wants to know what the thorn is. Everybody wants to claim it's this and that and whatever. I'm going to go and tell you, we don't know. And anybody that claims they know are not telling the truth. They don't know. You know one reason why we don't know what his thorn is? Because everybody in the church would say, yeah, I got the same thorn Paul had. You don't think people would use that? You're crazy. And number two, it's because he didn't tell it. That's That's the real reason we don't know. He didn't tell us. I don't know what your thorn is and you don't know what mine is, but we've all got one. Listen to what the Bible says. We all have a past. He says, wherefore henceforth though we know man after the flesh, yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Let me stop here for a minute. He's talking about his past, his, his past life. I, I wonder sometimes if his thorn in the flesh wasn't his memory. Yeah. It's just my thoughts. This ain't, I ain't got any Bible to back it up. But he said, I'm least among the apostles because I persecuted the church. I wonder sometimes if he thought about that and it haunted him. The fact that he had people murdered and killed. I wonder if he thought about the, uh, the, the deacon Stephen who was stoned to death in front of him as he held the coat to those that stoned him. I wonder how many times he thought about that and thought, I wonder what a difference he might have made for the gospel if I hadn't had him killed. No, I don't know that's what it was. And don't you go tell everybody his thorn in the flesh was his memory. That's not what I'm saying. But I just wonder about that sometimes. And sometimes I think about what I've done. How I've hurt the church, hurt the gospel, hurt God, and I abused the grace, and I wasted the grace. I don't want to waste the grace ever again. He says, he goes on to say, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and it's given us the ministry of reconciliation. For anybody in here knows anything about a checkbook, you've got to reconcile that thing to make it come out even. God has reconciled that our account is paid in full by Jesus Christ. You have a new life. You're a new creature. Tell Satan to take a hike to leave you alone about your past. Yes, you did those things. I got to tell him, yes, I'm guilty of those. Yes, I did wrong. Yes, I made mistakes. But God has forgiven me and given me a new life and I'm going to embrace that one and move on for Jesus. I'm not going to waste the grace that God has bestowed upon me I'm not going to do it I don't want to live in vain because of what i had done 20 years ago 5 years ago 5 minutes ago I want to live in today what God has given me and I want his grace to, his grace is sufficient for me and I'm going to believe that I'm going to live by that and as long as Satan can tell you it's not sufficient and you believe it he'll tell you that even though he knows it's a lie I might have a past, but I don't have to live there. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I used to be a persecutor of the church. He said, I no longer am I doing that. I'm preaching Jesus. Let me ask you this evening, and it didn't go quite the way I thought it would, but what is it in your past that he keeps bringing up to you, keeps bringing up to you, keeps hitting you with? You know, sometimes we might pay a price for our past. But I don't have to live there. Amen. I don't have to stay there. Amen. I don't have to lay awake at night worrying about it, thinking about it. I can say, God, this is yours. Jesus, I'm yours, and I need you to take care of this. I don't know how you're going to fix it, but I need you to fix it. I know I'm forgiven, and I know you're going to help me. Yeah. And you've got to believe that. As long as Satan can get you to believe your past is too bad to fix... The consequences are too beyond help. He's got you defeated. He's got you defeated. And that's what he wants. I don't know why I preached the last few Sunday nights on Satan's attack, but that's just the way God has led me. As long as he can keep you in your past, you're of no benefit for God presently. Get out of the past. Don't waste the grace that's been bestowed upon you. God has given you something you can accomplish and do. Let me tell you this, and I'm done. You take a man who helped murder Christians, tried his best to destroy the church, done everything in his power to see to it that people who would never preach the gospel again, God saved him and turned him around and led thousands to the Lord. In fact, his work is still going on today. Do you not think God can do something like that in your life? Sure, He can, if you'll open your heart and let Him. He can use you to make the biggest difference in somebody's life in the world. Let me tell you this: you may not see thousands saved, hundreds saved, or even just a handful saved. There was an old goat farmer in the Old Testament by the name of Amos. You may have heard of the Book of Amos. He was a goat farmer living out on a mountainside somewhere, enjoying life, watching the goats, baa baa all day long, uh, hearing them, watching the, the, the rams headbutt each other and carry on eating brush. And all of a sudden God said, I got something for you to say and you go say it. Yeah. He went and said it, wrote it down, and went on back to goat farming never to be seen from or heard from again. That was the will of God in his life. God's will for your life may not be nowhere near As explosive and in the lights as other people. But if you live out the will of God in your life, your rewards will be just as great as the Apostle Paul's. You may not see hundreds saved. You may not write a book. You may not do anything in your mind that's all great and wonderful, and Satan will tell you that. But if you do the will of God, you'll receive the same rewards he will. I think about some of these preachers in some of these churches throughout this country little country churches just like this some of them I know can preach circles around me on their worst day i've heard some of our big name preachers preach i've seen them met them know them and i've heard some from little places you never heard of that can out preach them any day of the week 365 times a year and got more power of god than they'll ever have and nobody'll ever hear of them but if they're doing what god's told them to do they'll receive the same rewards as anybody else. Your calling is not mine and mine's not yours. You just do what God has given you to do and put your past in the past and say, I'm going to live for the future for Jesus and I'm going to trust the results up to you. And Father, we thank you again for this time together. God, I pray that this message was pleasing to you. I know it's just a kind of a simple little thought. Lord, I pray that you take it and you use it for your glory and honor. And I pray here tonight, God, for someone, Lord, that has maybe an iron gate in their life, of their past, of their memory. God, that you break that and that you help them, uh, Lord, uh, Lord, to realize the gates of hell cannot prevent us. It cannot stop us. And help them to break through any gate that Satan has put up in their life. Lord, by your grace and your power, This is Abel. Holy Spirit, lead people as you see fit. Speak to their hearts as they need. And Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we all stand, we get a song. All I can say is if God has spoken to your heart, all I can tell you is come and do business with God. Talk to him. If Satan is doing something that reminded you of your past and needling you to death about your past, come bring it to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need your help to, to get past this and not live in my past. I want to live for you in the future as we stand.